Okay. Well, I think I'm just going to say, um, I don't think I like how to do this, but I guess, again, you can record and re-record and like, I could say, welcome to the Fairpoint podcast. But then it's just kind of like, that one didn't sound very good. So I could be like, do you want me to intro the first episode the while you like podcast. spend a week trying to think of how no, you really I'm want list- to intro listening. it? <laughs> You're recording over me. It's like, welcome to the Fairpoint podcast. We're not doing a crop in. You're going to be Hello. introing it differently each time. Welcome, everyone. Is my voice deep enough? I mean, how deep do you want it to be? Okay, that was really. Do you want me to like? Do you want me to like intro the first podcast and then you take it from there? No, no. I want to intro the podcast. I'm gonna say, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> listen, just listen to it. Share with your friends. Do all the things that we would like you to do. To do. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fairpoint Podcast. This is your man. Oh, that feels kind of weird. Just <laughs> do it! <laughs> Alright, hey everyone, welcome to the Fairpoint Podcast. I'm Daniel Fairley II. And you're supposed to be like, and I'm Bertram Zeke. You're not gonna like Zeke. You're not gonna let people know that there's Bitty someone Zeke. else in the room with you first. They have to jump in. Zeke B. No! <laughs> That's not your name. No. Alright, my name is Bertram Zeke. Yeah. No second, no nothing like that. It's just Bertram Zeke. Okay, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, I enjoy my name. Some people, you know, have their own way of feeling about themselves. Yeah, some, some people let their mother know that they weren't the most grateful for their names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that why you don't like when your mom calls you Bert? She's the only one that knows that calls you Bert. There's a few other people that call me Bert, but the yeah. whole thing is she does it because she's my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just kind of yeah there's not really any words (laughs) she suggested me like if i really don't like the name to get a name change but then i feel like i'm not being me anymore oh interesting yeah like i thought about it it was like no but my mom named me this this is who i was born in the world to be right and if i change my name then i feel like i'm not being real to who i am interesting i wonder how people so for you like what's what's in your name then so if you if you don't particularly care for your name but you won't change it because you feel like it's not you. What do you What do you mean by that? You know? I don't know. I think it's just because it's not the most usual name. Like it's yeah. I'd say it's pr- a pretty rare name, like in the spectrum of names. So. Like yeah. I've met a lot of Daniels. I've never met another Bertram. Wow, you've never met another Bertram. No, interesting. Well, where did the name come from? I always play this game with my students. Like, what's in a name? And you kind of talk about your name, your first, middle, last name, like where it came from, any special parts about it. Like the origin or where my mom was like, oh, I like that name. Both. Origin is either Old German or or Old English. I've seen both. Okay. And the translation for it is either bright or brilliant or glorious. Whoa. Black bird or raven. So it'd be like glorious raven, glorious black bird. Oh, okay. Like that type of combination. And my mom likes it because my grandfather, my dad's dad, Right. Was named that. And so my mom was like, oh, I like that name and decided she was going to name me that. Oh, okay. Even mm. though my dad and his dad had a very bad relationship. Mm. But my mom still liked the name and my dad was like, yeah, it's fine. And then Thomas, I don't know the origin of that specifically. Who's Thomas? That's my middle name. You didn't say that. Well, I'm sorry. You said <laughs> like, breaking down first, middle, and last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know the origin or the meaning of that, but... Thomas comes from my dad's older brother that he never met because he fell through the ice at four or five years old. Whoa. Yeah. My dad was like the baby of the family and this was a brother that died before he was even born. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then Zeke is a family name. Do you know like where it comes from or anything? No, it's shortened though. I know that much. Really? So it was a longer name. But I don't know exactly what the name was. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that's really cool. All right. Break down your name now, Daniel, uh. and then we'll get into like things about who we actually are, like what we do. Right, right. Okay. Because what's in a name? Because what's in a name? That's uh, I don't know. I really enjoy hearing about people's stories of their names. Um, so my name's Daniel Fairley II. Um, full name, I guess, Daniel Webster Fairley II. Uh, Daniel being from the Bible, I'm pretty sure. Um, but also, that's the most interesting part about my name is really just Webster. So I'm like a fifth generation Webster. So like there was Webster... Norman Webster, Webb, who I guess is my great-great-grandfather. Anyways, I'm the fifth Webster and like, the fairly Webster men. And so my dad was really big about naming me Webster. 
Um, and I think that the original Webster was actually a slave, I'm pretty sure, um, that then like was able to like a slave far enough out of slavery that he could buy he could buy his way out of slavery if that made any sense. So mm-hmm. he like was a slave and then like during reconstruction bought his way out, made a name for himself with um the white people down in like Mississippi area, and then um had some kids and so on and so forth. And so I'm the fifth generation Webster out of those people. I want to stop you for a second. You yeah. said bought his uh, freedom mm-hmm. during Reconstruction. Right. I think it was like right during that time when, you know, like slavery was. Like textbook wise, it's done. Right. But there was exactly. still slavery going on. Yeah. Matter of fact, didn't Mississippi just abolish slavery in like 2003 or something like something that? Something like ridiculously close. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't very long ago. Mm-hmm. So he um, bought his way out of slavery in. Like during that time, like right mm-hmm. before, um, I guess like either during Reconstruction or around the time in which um, slavery was illegal, but they still kept slaves in the South. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of like sharecropper phase, like that type of thing. Yeah. And so, but he was able to buy his way out. And I'm pretty, I have to check the marriage certificate to be sure. Um, but there was one person in our family that was a slave that actually married the master's daughter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he... <laughs> That sounds like it would be a very interesting story. Right. Uh, And so my dad has like the birth certificate, not birth certificate, but the um, marriage certificate from that marriage. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty positive that's the same person. But yeah, so he had um, married the master's daughter. And then I think maybe that's how he was able to get some money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And kind of like leave the plantation and all that. Yeah, it wasn't like a 40 acres and a mule type thing. Right, no. Um, Or maybe he still got that and he was like, forget it. Like I have this white woman and she has a lot of money. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do I need 40 acres and a mule for? Um, Well, well, having mm -hmm. that white woman with a lot of money and then 40 acres and a mule means you can actually do something with that 40 acres. Uh, Okay, right. Because I I think I've remembered hearing that as like people took the 40 acres and a mule, but then they didn't have enough like hands to work it right so then they ended up like having to sell it back and they didn't really end up with much of anything at the end of it at least i think that's what i've heard i'm not completely sure don't take my word for it people okay i'm just saying but it kind of makes sense because 40 acres is a lot of land that's a lot of land to tend to you're gonna need mm-hmm. a lot of hands to be able to do it and if you can't do it you gotta sell it off because you have the land to make money off of it gotcha right 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 Hmm. Um, so yeah, Fairley is like, so a lot of my family, at least my dad's side of the family is all from New Orleans, like Mississippi area. And so Fairley, I want to say is like a French name. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of like Creole, Cajun blood just being down in that area of, uh, the country and kind of like the way, you know, the French occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like where Fairley comes from. And I think, yeah. And then the second is just interesting because there's not a lot of people I know that are the second. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one person actually that I met at the hospital one time, like the receptionist, he was a second and not many other people. But it's interesting. The interesting part about being a second is that, so there's like different ways you can become a second, mm-hmm. right? So there's the first way would be you're named after you're a boy named after your father, mm-hmm. right? The second way would be you're a boy named after your grandfather. You can still be a second. Uh, yeah, I know. But it has to be the full name, though, right? Yeah, it has to be the full name. Dang it. Um, yeah, you could have been the second. Um, I've, I've always <laughs> wanted to have that second because I always just thought that having the second was cool. It is cool. So so when I saw, like, <laughs> when I first saw that you were the second, yeah. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. he got it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's like the second way, if you will, um, of being a second. The third way um, is that. So this actually happened to my uncle. So you have the first person, like the patriarch or whatever. Um, I'll tell you their story. So it was like James Alonzo Brent was like the first, right? But he, once he had my uncle, my uncle was named James Alonzo Brent Jr., which then made my grandfather James Alonzo Brent Sr., mm-hmm. right? My dad didn't want to be a senior. He still liked his name just as Daniel Webster Fairlane. So he kept his name and then just made me the second. Mm-hmm. But once my uncle had a kid named him, James Alonzo Brent III, that person, then that actually negates the past, like the previous part, right? So then Mm -hmm. once Trey, is what we call him, was born, technically my grandfather no longer had to put senior on his paperwork. He was just James Alonzo Brent. And then my uncle became James Alonzo Brent II, Mm -hmm. right? 
But again, this is all like 30 and 40 years that they've been using this name. So they just kept their names as James Alonzo Brent, uh, senior and junior, and then the third, the third, right? Um, but technically, if they wanted to, they could then change their names to where my uncle became the second, and then my grandfather just became just a straight name. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's normally how people are the second, is if someone else is named after them. Got it. So yeah, so that's I guess like a long story about the seconds and why I have a second. It's really just because my dad didn't want to be a senior. Gotcha. I also like the second more than junior because it's kind of like, I don't know, people have like, I feel like always weird when people have names that are um, like kid only names. Mm -hmm. I think of like Tucker being something like that. Like Tucker's like, that's like a kid name. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, look, this is Tucker. But like when you're like a grown adult, Tucker Carlson, and your name is Tucker, you know, like that's, that just feels like you should be a child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like something about names where it's like when you're younger, you can have like the nickname and it sounds like a kid's name. And then when you grow up, it sounds more like an adult name. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I feel like my name kind of is like that, where I feel Mm -hmm. like Bert is definitely more of a kid's name. And then Bertram is more of an adult name, even if I feel like it's awkward either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Personally, I don't think it's awkward, but yeah. But I I get what you're saying in that. Um, The difference is in when you call yourself the name. Yeah. Going off of my middle name, too, there's, like, Tommy. That's right. definitely more of, like, a kid's name. But then, right. like, Tom or Thomas would be feel more fitting for an adult. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't get why people would keep their, like, childhood nicknames and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my grandpa calls me Danny, or he called me Danny. Um, and Danny boy? Yeah. Like, it was, like, but I hate that name. Like, no one, no one else can call me Danny but him. Um, and so... Yeah, so it's just like one of those things of like, that's not, and that, it's actually really funny because when my dad first met my grandpa, um, my grandpa called him Danny and he was like, hey, like, that's not my name. My name's Dan or Daniel. Um, and he's like, okay, no problem. Like, I won't call you Danny, so on and so forth. Parents went on, whatever, had me. Um, and the first thing my grandpa said when he got into the hospital, he looked at my dad and he says, I can call him Danny. Because you couldn't say anything about it. Right, exactly. And so that was something that um, my dad will remind me of. um, And the reason why my grandpa is the only person that I would let call me Danny. Um, But yeah, and also actually in my first grade, I don't know why I have so many stories about my name. But in first grade, there were three Daniels in our class. Uh, And our teacher, Miss Smith, was like, all right, so there's three of you. I need you all to pick individual names. And like, like we're going to go from there because I can't. I can't call you Daniel and then all three of you answer. Um, And so I don't remember us talking about it, but I think it was just, I remember, I guess we went around the room. The first kid was like, I'll go by Dan. And his name was uh, Dan McNamara. And the second kid was like, I think I'll take Danny. And then he's Danny by zone. And then uh, I was like, I guess I'll just take Daniel. Then I like the name anyways. Um, But like to this day, all three of us still go by those names. Like Dan is still Dan. And then Danny is still Danny. No one wanted to go by, like, their last name or anything like that? No, no. Everyone was like, this is what we're going by. Like, I'll take this name. And then it just kind of stuck forever. <laughs> See, the moment I hit middle school, yeah, that's when I was like, call me Zeke. Uh, and, like, throughout all middle school and high school and even my time in college. Right. Like, unless people really knew me well beforehand, mm-hmm. they called me Zeke. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so why do you, why do you not go by Zeke anymore? No, I still like- go by Zeke. It's just... Okay. Like, since we know each other from church, and my right. mom goes to church, and okay. her last name's the same last name, right? It's just right. like it'd be kind of awkward, because like okay. I'd have, I'd have teachers that when like my mom would meet them for like parent teacher conference, they'd be like, "So Mrs. Bertram," and is like, "No, it's Mrs. Zeke. He goes by right. his last name here." Okay. So when my mom's around like people that I'm around, mm-hmm. that's when those people will typically call me Bertram, whereas if it's completely like separate where people like never really meet my mom i'm zeke interesting okay yeah no i've never had that issue i guess because like my parents got divorced when i was young and so my mom never really i don't even remember a time my parents were together or when my mom had the same last name as me you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so never really was an issue it was more of like explaining every time you know what i mean like yes my name's this and his name is that but like i'm his mom <laughs> yeah see the thing i always had to explain is how i had a sister that was nine years younger than my mom and it'd be like she yeah oh, it's i like, didn't know that yeah i didn't but, know that's how i didn't know that's how close yeah age it, she was. yeah it's like that's how close the age is but it was like uh, my dad had my sister when he was like 20 and wow. then, like ended up getting divorced after having two kids yeah and then years later married my mom right and so like me and my sister 
16, 17 years apart. Like yeah. four months after I was born, she turned 17. Oh, wow. So like there's a big age difference really going on there. Yeah. That's kind of the same with me and my um, like brother and sister. So like my youngest, or I guess my only sister really is Maya. And she is, she actually just turned 20 on uh, back in November. And then my youngest brother is Jaden, and he's about to turn 13 um, next April. And so we're all about like seven or eight years apart Mm -hmm. between like the three of us. But yeah, it's just like weird. It's interesting because I have this like only child complex and I have like an older brother complex. See, I have the only child and the Uh, younger brother complex. Because yeah, my sister is like 17 years older than me. My brother is like Mm -hmm. 14 years older than me. Yeah. And then there's just me. I was raised in the house by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, it's like from like different marriages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, like just kind of having that juxtaposition. So, yeah. what do you what do you say when people ask you like, are you like, do you have any brothers or sisters, or like, do you have any siblings? I say I have a sister. Okay. <laughs> I never really bring up my brother because I've only seen him like once in the past seventeen years, maybe. Wow. Sixteen, seventeen years. Yeah. So yeah, I like never really bring him up because. He's just never really been there. Whereas my sister, I see her like maybe one or two times a year because mm-hmm. she lives in a different state. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I, I think I'm the same way. Um, I'll like explain it. I'll be like, it's complicated. But like, yes, they're my siblings, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is why when I talk about growing up, I don't talk about like, you know, being in the house fighting with Jaden or whatever, because it was I remember I was in the garage. I think I was like 17, I want to say. Um, when my dad told me that my stepmom was pregnant and he's like, you're going to get a little brother. I was like, dad, I'm going to college. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's cool. But like, uh, what? Like, I just, uh, yeah, that's probably exactly <laughs> how it was for my sister. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just like, it's a weird complex to kind of think about. And so it was funny because when I was at college and like, they would come and visit, there would be times in which they would like walk around and I'll be walking around like with Jaden, um, either like, you know, holding his hand or like whatever. Um, people would be like, Daniel, is that your kid? And I had to like explain to them like, no, like it's not my kid. It's just my little brother. Um, but he was again, very little and was 16 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time it was, I was looking for an apartment down by my sister mm-hmm. and we went and talked to this one person that was renting out of space and it was just me and my sister went. And the lady was like, is this your mother? And she's like, no, this is actually my, like, she was like, actually, no, we're siblings. Right. <laughs> and then, like, the lady had, like, this most horrified look on her face, like, oh, no, uh, uh, they're siblings. And I mistook them for, like, uh, mother and son. And then my yeah. sister was like, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. I'm old enough to be his mother. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at least she knows. Yeah. Um, My mom and I would get mistaken for that as well. Like, people will think that, like, we're siblings. Or at least they used to, especially, like, um, a little while ago. Now... No, even my mom still looks the same. People just like, people in my family just like never age. But yeah, but like they, people would like mistake us for siblings and everything and thinking that we were uh, whatever. That just reminds me of uh, like the pictures on the internet of like uh, a mother, mm-hmm. grandmother and like daughter. Oh, and they, like, yeah. They like all look exactly the same. Like they look like they'd be triplets. Right, right. That was, uh, I think they did it with the Smiths or Jada Pinkett Smith. Willow. They their kids look like them. Oh yeah. Like I remember the first time I saw the Whip My Hair music video, mm-hmm. and there's this one shot of Willow, and I looked straight at her, and I was like, "That looks like Will with makeup on." <laughs> I would like look straight at her. I was like, "That's Will with wow. makeup on." Right. Yeah. No. I mean, he is. Um, they're just like I don't know a beautiful family in general. Yeah. Did you hear that um, Tyler, the Creator, and Jaden Smith are dating or I, possibly dating? I did hear that. Uh-huh. I heard that, like, I think Jaden said something about that. And then everybody was like, is that real? Right. He said something, I think he got a concert. I don't know what it was, like, maybe a couple weeks ago saying, like, you know, Tyler, the Creator, like, I love, I don't know if he said I love you, but he was like, you're my man, you're my boyfriend, or like, that's my boyfriend. And when they were both on stage um, and Tyler, the Creator, like, he didn't, like, a f- confirm or deny it. He mm-hmm. was just kind of like... Ha ha ha! I'm Tyler the Creator. I act weird, you know. Yeah, because Tyler's come out. He's come out as bisexual oh, okay. recently. I, I, I believe that. he came out as bisexual, not gay, but bi. Right. right. And then I don't know Jaden coming out 
as saying anything for real. Right. I don't know him. Like, cause like even the Tyler, the creator, like being by thing is like kind of shaky. Cause we just never know with Tyler just cause mm-hmm. of how weird he acts. Right. Right. So we don't never know if he's like joking around or not, but he has a lot of like gay lines mm-hmm. in his raps. Gay as in like, like, like he's like, he, or like, like disparaging. Like, I wouldn't say disparaging, but like talking about sexual acts with a guy. Oh, like okay, he does, okay. he does that a lot. Gotcha. Kind of like the Frank Ocean, like uh Forrest Gump type of, Remember, I, remember the song Forrest Gump? I never listened to that song. Oh yeah, it's I, I've Channel never been Orange. the biggest on listening to Frank Ocean. I like Frank Ocean. I mean, L- like I know he's good. I just never really listened to him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a song about Forrest Gump, and it was like, uh, it just kind of talks about like, his like first, at least what you could imagine would be his first sexual encounter with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were like really like once that song once the full album came out because it wasn't one of like the, the title tracks it was more of a deep cut mm-hmm. and once that came out people were just kind of like oh my gosh like Frank Ocean's gay da 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 like this is crazy um, and whatever you know I mean people have like all these assumptions and like I can't listen to his music anymore or whatever and it's just like what who the hell cares like <laughs> like in instances I can understand not listening to a song in a certain instance but mm-hmm. just being like I can't listen to this artist anymore because they're gay or something just like really right like what what exactly does what this person does like in their bedroom or even outside or it does it like, doesn't affect you at all not even close you know so, what I mean? yeah um and i'm sure there are plenty of your faves that are doing all these things in the background that you have no idea about but you're still bumping their music oh yeah like when quincy jones came out be like yeah you know like uh gil scott herring mm-hmm. like all of them yeah they're all having sex with each other <laughs> and everybody was like is quincy for real like he's just doesn't have a filter in this interview right right exactly um but i mean anyways sexuality is fluid so people need to like figure that out you know what i mean and kind of mm. just like be like oh sometimes you like this sometimes you like that sometimes you like both whatever like it doesn't really matter like so i don't understand why that would even discourage you or i don't know make you not want to buy something yeah i feel like one day that should be a discussion that we have is just about like sexuality the spectrum mm-hmm. of it yeah because it does it still feels weird to me, like thinking about there's a spectrum where it's not just guy or girl. Right, right. Because As spectrum in gender or spectrum in sexuality? In gender. Mm-hmm. In sexuality, I understand it more. Yeah. It's just in gender, like I'm not a guy or a girl. I'm like, I've met people that like refer to me as they or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just like, I'm not sure how to go about this, really. Right, 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 right. But yeah, we, we can save that for like another time. We don't have to do like a deep dive into it. It's just like one of those things where it's just like, I've run into maybe two people that are like mm-hmm. that. So it's like, this is different. I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. There's a really good book called Gender Outlaw. Um, it's by Kate Bornstein. And I actually have it in my office. I can give it to you. Oh, I never um, read. Okay. Unless well. I'm getting paid to read. I never read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe you can find some YouTube clips or something. I have no idea. But, um, but anyways, it's a really good book. And it just kind of talks about Kate's like transformation and talk like it literally goes like really into detail like any type of question you may have about like how does this work and like what are your feelings and things like that like it goes all like really deep into it almost like a it's not really a diary but just kind of like tells her story mm-hmm. um but yeah but i mean i think that like it's it's so interesting and in just expanding this idea of gender right and expanding the idea of what it means um to be one gender over the other um and she's really interesting because she connects it to sexuality right so mm-hmm. like if you think about it if there were no genders, then there also weren't be there wouldn't be sexualities. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if we went to a we became a genderless society, open bathrooms, clothing, toys for babies, I mean everything is gendered, right? So if we stripped gender from the society, we'd also strip sexuality because you couldn't then identify I am a person A, let's say man, attracted to person A who's also a man, right? Or like I'm person. That, when you say person A to person A, it just sounds like you're talking about like an asexual situation. Right, where no. like, I love myself. <laughs> I, th- I was trying to like, I guess I was trying to like make it. Make know. it like seem like same gender. It could be person A and person B and still be the same gender. Thank you. Okay. That's what I was trying to get at. But anyway, so if you're person A and you're a man and you're, you identify as a man, right? And then you're attached to person B who also identifies as a man. Um, then like you, um, Anyway, so like that, like then becomes like a like a, a homosexual relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you're two people of the same gender attracted to each other, but if you don't have genders, then like it doesn't become anything. Yeah. One thing I'm also interested in is like people that are trans. Like, if you're trans and 
when you identify as a woman, let's say like you're in, in this point of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. You're identifying as a woman when you're trans and you're attracted to other women. And then you transition and you start identifying as a man and still attracted to women, right? Your attraction wouldn't change no matter your gender. Um, then, you know I mean, I think that's, that's why we have things yeah. like names like the word queer because it's just kind of like... Because then you would want to say heterosexual, but you feel like that might not necessarily be right considering on what they transitioned from. Because you went from being homosexual to heterosexual, but you didn't change your preference, you changed yourself. Right, right, exactly. Or like your yourself like became more, your outward self, I guess, maybe became more aligned with your inward self. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just such an interesting idea. Um, I mean, sexuality and things like that in general. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, there's, there's like a test online. It's like, it's a well-known test that basically will let you know like what your not like what your sexuality is, but kind of like where you fall. There's a, there's an actual spectrum. Yeah. Spectrum. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's like, there's like a documented spectrum, if that makes any sense. Right. Mm. So you can have like, um, exclusively homosexual, mostly homosexual, um, neither homosexual nor heterosexual, bisexual, and then going into, uh, like the heterosexual, but with tendency to, Right, or just like, yeah. I think, it, yeah, so I, there's like just the spectrum, and maybe it just has bisexual in the middle, and then maybe if you're not, if you're neither homosexual, oh, sorry, if you're neither homosexual, bisexual, or heterosexual, then you're, you know, you f- kind of fall somewhere else outside of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. Um, but anyway, so it has like basically these different like categories of people, like exclusively heterosexual, mostly heterosexual, bisexual, mostly homosexual, uh, exclusively homosexual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so, I don't know. That'd be, like, a cool thing to talk about um, or something that'd be interesting if you want to, like, take the test or whatever. But it was something that, like, we, me and my friends took and it was interesting to just kind of see um, some of the questions were, like, do you have, like, fantasies about people of the same gender? Or, like, are you attracted to the people of the same gender? Or when you pictured yourself, I think, like, maybe in the future, who do you picture yourself with? And just questions like that. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. The spectrum. I feel like we've actually been talking about a lot that could actually stay on the podcast. But oh, yeah. like we don't have as much time or as much what we'd want to post to do mm-hmm. the talks we want to. So this could really just be like an introductory <laughs> episode. And then next week could, we could really get into stuff. I see it. I like it. Because, um, yeah, I feel like the only things we've like talked about with ourselves is just like our names and yeah, like a few things about like our siblings and how we're mm-hmm. like half siblings with the rest of our right, siblings. Right, like, with our dads having different marriages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we can go in a little bit more depth about ourselves and then we could probably like sign off on the podcast, come back next week and do what we were originally planning to do. Right. Because right. we like literally just really got into all of this <laughs> that we're talking about now. Yeah. I mean, I think that it'd be a, um, a fun idea to, to talk about like, well, I think it'd be a good idea, really, for us to get, like, a Google Doc set up or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of think about, like, things we want to talk about on the podcast, maybe links that we want to go into. Because um, that's what I find, like, most interesting about podcasts are when people have – it's like a source of information, mm-hmm. right? So when people have information that I don't have, that's where I get a lot of my news from, I get a lot of my pop culture, mm-hmm. are from listening to other people talk about, you know, like how I knew about Jaden Smith was, like, because I heard it on a podcast or mm-hmm. – how I know about Michael Flynn being sentenced to three years, right? Heard that mm. on NPR politics this morning. Do you think three years is enough? Just uh, There are so many things that are wrong. I mean, I think that like, even when they they suggested that Paul Manafort not have any jail time, I was like, how the hell do white people just get away with like this? Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like there will be people that are like, people of color, men of color, especially that are in jail for a lifetime or for like, 30, 40 years for, like, selling marijuana, and now Mm -hmm. it's legal in some states. But then you have people that are, like, doing really, really, really shady stuff, right? Like, just really down and dirty, shady things that they knew were illegal. Like Weinstein. Like, he got off with, what was it, like, house arrest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Or, like, uh, what was his name? Well, there's the big case that just happened in Tennessee where there's the girl that was a victim of... uh, human trafficking yes right and she killed an attacker yeah and she got 51 years exactly. and people have brought up in the whole contrast brock turner that's exactly. the swimmer's name right where mm-hmm. he only got 
he got a six month sentence and only served three months for actually raping someone. Exactly. And it's just like, that just shows our society and what we value, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're valuing the lives of men because, oh my God, don't ruin Brock Turner's life. What he oh, would yeah, stand that's, for. That's exactly what like the judge said when he sent him. Is just mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want this to ruin his life. It's like, but... But he ruined her life. He ruined someone else's life. And then you have this case with this girl that her life has been constantly ruined. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, 51 years for her. It's like, why? Right. And then again, you have people like that are committing super high crimes Mm -hmm. like Paul Manafort. Uh, We suggest no sentencing, no, you know, jail time for him or um, Michael Cohen only gets three years. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like these people literally like stole an entire election colluded with like a foreign power to like have secret meetings lied about those secret meetings constantly mm-hmm. there's plenty of times when when trump was like oh there has been no contact whatsoever emphatically with my my coordination or my campaign and the russian government absolutely no contact absolutely no contact and then you get to the point of like oh well these seven people of like your top aides have all been pled guilty and convicted of like multiple crimes of, con- of contacting like the Russians and lying about it to the FBI. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, Oh, well now collusion isn't even a crime. Where can you find collusion being, you know, a law that's people are breaking inside of the, um, the constitution. It's not even in the constitution. It's not a crime. And so you just kind of see this like path of like lying and lying and lying. And then when the truth comes out to where you can't deny it, you just lie about that truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to the point. I mean, the people wonder like how Hitler got to power, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you take away truth. You just take truth out of the equation. Yeah. You end up just turning a blind eye to what was done wrong because you feel like they're trying to benefit you. Like a lot, most Trump supporters are like, he's fighting for me. He's like, he hasn't done a thing. Right. He Seriously. hasn't done a thing to help make your life better. Yeah. yeah, there's people that will defend them online constantly, just like, he's making the, our lives better. He's making America great. And I was like, we're the laughing stock of the world right now. Seriously. L- literally, like, he went like, to the UK and was laughed at. Like, mm-hmm. when, the, or not him specifically. Well, no, he was laughed at. He was laughed at. And then also, just recently, in the past couple of weeks, there was like maybe the UN ambassador um, was talking at the climate change. Um, the climate change is it the it was. what was it g20 or something like that? yes mm-hmm. and they were talking and about like how coal is such a good resource and whatever whatever and they were just being laughed off stage i mean like it was just incredible yeah because it's not i don't i don't even understand that like his push for the whole coal thing i mean like he went to a town where their main resource is coal and he was like we're gonna make coal main resource again they're all mm-hmm. happy he's like you do realize that your coal mining is killing yourselves right like right. there's not really anything good about coal other than you can possibly get diamonds from it if you let it like be in pressure for mm. more than your lifetime. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I really don't know, like from my understanding, I guess of um, why he's going, I mean, it's the same reason or the same way how rich white people got like before when like, you know, during slavery and things like that, like rich white people were like in charge and they mm. still are. Who am I talking about? But then like what the way that they're able to stay in charge and the way that they're able to kind of basically like the change of the democratic party you know what I mean? Going from rich white Southerners to then um, like a more multicultural, multi-ethnic like party was getting like the Republicans being able to see that poor white people were being treated the same as black people or the same as people of color mm-hmm. and like pulling them over to their side and being like, we need to have a common enemy of people of color, of the other, right? We're going to mm-hmm. invite you into the fold, tell you everything you want to hear, tell you that we're going to fight for you. Really, we're keeping all of our money ourselves. You're not actually gaining anything, like, monetarily. You're really yeah. just gaining the, like, the emphatic uh, belief that you can, you're better than someone else because of your skin color, yeah. right? And so you have that going for you, but then you don't really get the the monetary stuff because of which white people are still keeping that. Yeah, and it kind of proves that the rich white people are the ones that have just been controlling the government the yeah. whole entire time because uh, the poor white people were starting to be picked up by Fred Hampton mm-hmm. back in the 1970s and along with the rest of the black people because he was part of the Black Panther Party right? and uh, uh, the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. And it was, they saw that, didn't like it, considering him to be the black messiah. Right. So they sending the Chicago PD to raid their place and assassinate them. Yeah, absolutely. Just because it's like, oh, there's power if we get these poor white people and make them think, oh, mm-hmm. they're still above all the minorities. Right. So then they're just like, here, you guys are with us. We'll take care of you. And yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. And then kind of getting them like kind of pulling the pulling aside the curtain and being able to see like, look, 
they're telling you that they're on your side. They're like, these rich white people are telling you that we're here for you. We're here for all white people. But when you really look at it, you haven't benefited anything, you know? Chappelle has a great joke about that where he said that uh, he was like down in some southern state and there was this like, he did like a stereotypical redneck guy just like, Trump's going to Capitol Hill to fight for me. And then mm-hmm. Chappelle's like, what are you talking about? He's fighting for me. Because <laughs> Chappelle has money. Right, right. Um, and I think that's just such an interesting and like cynical way. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that that's just all of it that, that I, whenever I start peeling back the layers, just realizing how insidious it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just how cynical people had to be in order to like, you know what I mean? In order to make these systems, right? Yeah. So you have systems like taking away black people's ability to use the, um, okay. When you have people's ability, when you take away black people's ability to use the GI bill, Mm-hmm. Right. And how this then allowed for black people to be set set back even more. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you're even if you fought in the war and you're black, you couldn't use the GI Bill. So you couldn't go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you get this movement of like, oh, we can't hire you unless you have a college degree. Well, black people couldn't even go to college. Right. Yeah. And then you go into then once you go to college and you start earning more because that becomes a new requirement for what you need. Then you start owning homes. Right. Then you get to the point where black people couldn't own homes because of contracts and exactly redlining, being able to say we're not letting any black people into this space right we're not like mm-hmm. you cannot there are literally deeds in homes that say you cannot sell this to someone that is not of the white race a matter of fact we have friends at church yeah that it was their house that they just finished renovating mm-hmm. there is literally written on the deed because the deed was from like 1955 that it can only be sold to white families right exactly and then so that's how you get into the point of where now home ownership means something else right mm-hmm. where now if you don't have home ownership that's really what the base is of the American economy is on because you have this ability to own property and to own land, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's literally how America started was taking property away from the Native Americans and being able to say, we now own this property. We own this land. I now have some governance over this. I'm going to make borders. I'm going to, you know, segment the land into different pieces of ownership. Mm -hmm. And so that then takes away power and that gives power to the landowners, right? Because then those landowners can then buy slaves, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of thinking about the ways in which like people have found something, right. That people, other people didn't have, um, white people especially have found a way to like take something like land ownership or a college degree or, um, home ownership or whatever, and made it into a requirement, excluding other people from it and then blaming them for not succeeding. Right. Now you're at the point of where people are like, Slaves have been, you know, slavery wasn't a thing for hundreds of years. How are black people still broke? Mm-hmm. Well, let me show you. Yeah. it's Like whenever people bring that up, I'm just like, well, you're ignoring redlining, white flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? World War II subsidies. Yep. Like you're ignoring all these different things. You're ignoring all the like job discrimination that happened, like mm-hmm. even up into the 70s. Yeah. And then when uh, they were finding that black people were still doing well going into the 80s, that's when. Uh, the war on drugs was declared in 1982. And then three mm-hmm. years later, the crack epidemic hit exactly. after the war on drugs was declared. And then the three strikes thing with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been something that's been continuing on and on and on where it's slavery ended. But that doesn't mean that people aren't still trying to keep black people at bay. Exactly. I mean, and then you go into just thinking about like, this is the thing. And I get it. And I really want the best for people that are experiencing, um, you know, hardship due to heroin. But like the fact that heroin, a drug mostly used by poor white people um, and just like the opioids that come with it, or they're Mm -hmm. either poor white people that are using the actual heroin or rich white people that are stealing their parents' drugs and taking the opioids from them, you know what I mean? And using Mm -hmm. them and abusing the opioids and that. This whole opioid crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where was all this energy during the quote-unquote like crack academic... Crack academic, ah. crack academic, yeah. Yes, exactly, right? Like where was all this energy? Like we, what we did is we are taking opioids because they're used by mostly white people, turning it into a health crisis, mm-hmm. right? But we're taking crack and cocaine, right? Mostly, you know... Mostly crack. Exactly. Um, taking that and turning it and criminalizing it, right? Yeah. And taking, it was like at that point, that's when they decided we're going to criminalize... This drug. And a matter of fact, just looking at the sensing between crack and powder cocaine is like incredible. Miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. Because like back then it was extremely terrible. And Mm -hmm. since then it's been lessened to if you had one ounce of crack cocaine, you'd be getting the same amount of time as if you had 18 of powder. Right. Which 
like so like say there was like if you got three years for an ounce which i'm Mm -hmm. sure that's not it at all i'm sure it's probably something like way more Mm -hmm. like you'd have to have 18 ounces of powder cocaine in order to even equal that yeah which is ridiculous because it's the exact same chemical substance right but then you it's not the exact same people that use it right Mm -hmm. so that's when you get into rich white people yeah rich white people are on the powder Mm -hmm. and then you have people in the poor communities that do crack well Mm -hmm. doing cocaine and it's in its crack form right exactly um and then you also i mean even just thinking about drug use in general you have the people that are the reason why you'll have more people like in poor communities that are they're already in an over-policed community, right? Mm. But also when you're doing drugs, you're doing them outside. You know yeah. what I mean? You're doing them in a space in a back alley or whatever in a place that's over-policed. And so you're going to get caught more, right? Mm. Because you're doing the drugs, even though statistics will show us that black people and white people commit crimes around the same rate, mm. right? But what happens is you have the rich white kids that are inside their parents' basements doing co- doing cocaine, uh, smoking weed, doing whatever in a neighborhood that the police barely ever drive through, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's what happens. You do that over and over and over again. Then the police have an incentive to go into the poorer neighborhoods because they're they're looking at their statistics like, man, we got 20,000, you know, uh, stops over in this neighborhood in the past 10 years, but we got 13 or 12 uh, singular stops over inside of this community, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going to try to stop crime, that's our goal as a police department to stop crime. We're going to go where where we see the crime at, right? And then you don't realize it's become like a cycle of going to a place and just being there more often, you're going to see more crimes. Yeah. Like you start riding around with these preconceived notions of these are the people that are going to be committing more crimes. Right. It also kind of ignores like, I've heard that some people in poor communities, they'll end up turning to drugs Mm -hmm. as a way to deal with like actual physical problems because they don't have the money to cover going to the doctor or something. So they'll self medicate. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I also remember hearing from a, a Christian rapper named Propaganda. He's a spoken word artist, and he said before on the podcast, it's just like, uh, with me growing up, because he's a black man mm-hmm. uh, that grew up in a Latinx community, it was, he said, if I'm acting up, like, I'm just considered a bad kid, but if mm-hmm. I was a kid with parents that could afford, like, counseling or something like that, you'd mm-hmm. find out I have ADHD. Right. Whereas right, me, right. I'm just a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... An interesting contrast, like just seeing the difference between what money does and then you see exactly where people have pushed it. So where different people have money and other people don't. Exactly. And then you get into that cycle again of like blaming other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the main argument is always like, oh, you people are poor because you don't work hard enough. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll speak for myself. Like I'm a white male Mm -hmm. and I don't make money. (laughs) Like I, I do a lot and I just cannot earn anything. Yeah. Like, I do music, I do YouTube, I do dog sitting, I do sound work, I'm now doing a podcast, I do audiobooks. I have not earned enough to file taxes <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'm doing, like, all these things, like, juggling, basically, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, walking away, it's like, man, student loans. Yeah. Those are a thing. <laughs> and they suck. They suck so much. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, we still haven't really talked about ourselves. Oh, we have not. Um, no, we just like, we like start talking about one thing and it just like bleeds into another. Right. But that's, that's kind of how like all these problems work though, is just like you have something and it just bleeds into another problem and it bleeds into another problem and it bleeds into another problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Um, and I think that some of it's set up that way. Most of it, I would, I would say, mm-hmm. is set up that way to, you know what I mean? Kind of build on top of each other. Yeah. That's how you keep people in power. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Is there anything else that you want to like talk about or anything that you think people might find important, you know, hmm. um, about us? There is one thing I want to bring up. That's something about me. Uh-huh. Is this about the snow? Yes. Okay. Is it about Virginia drivers in the snow? No, it's We're not really about Virginia drivers in the snow. It's about, uh, <laughs> you have work to do mm-hmm. and it's 4.5 miles away. Mm-hmm. There's at least six inches on the ground at the point at that point in time, and you drive a sedan. I see. Is was this a, a case that you're? This sounds kind of personal to you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this is a dog sitting gig, oh, and it okay. was starting that day. What? And I didn't want to take my mom's car because the roads were just in bad condition, and she actually has an SUV. I right. didn't want to take my car because mm-hmm. it was a sedan. Yeah. So the only option left to make it to this dog is to walk 4.5 miles. Oh my God. In the snow. In like 
snow that ended up being like what 10 inches at the end of it yeah. all yeah that's a lot of snow and wet damp snow too mm-hmm. somehow though i found that i was kind of all right walking that distance like my legs were completely tired to the point that i couldn't stand up the next morning <laughs> but it was like walking through it i was like expecting them like my face to be freezing mm. off and i was just kind of like i'm kind of content yeah 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 yeah, yeah all, all i gotta do is like listen to the first two saturation albums by brock hampton and mm-hmm. like i can make the trip pretty well <laughs> was the um did you walk there and back no 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 just there because it was a dog sitting gig so i was gonna be <laughs> oh, sti- a dog sitting gig well if it was like a drop in i would have to like walk there and walk back but it was just a dog sitting where it is i go and i spend the night oh okay okay gotcha yeah. Um, so that's what you mean by dog sitting. Oh, different yeah. than like, yeah, there's like dog uh, walking where you go and you take it for a walk in the middle of the day. There's right. dropping in, which is where you go and like play with the dog, give it attention for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And like, this is even like Rover standards. Oh, okay. And then there is house sitting where it's, you spend the night and you drop in during the day too. Mm-hmm. So like take the dog out, but you stay the night. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like when you took care of, uh, my dog, yes. you were dropping in. Oh, okay. The, the dog I'm taking care of now, I'm dog sitting, staying overnight. Gotcha. Huh. Okay. Would you would you want to like promote your roverness <laughs> on mm, the podcast? I don't know if I, I know, right? I really don't know if I want to say that I would want to promote it. Like, yeah, I just really don't know. Right. Because I need to get this money. Yeah. I exactly. really need to get this money. But yeah, this week I started like actually doing a dog walking gig. Okay. And I found I'm bouncing around places quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. With Rover or with um, well, other stuff? Like, let's see. On Tuesday, I met with this woman that has a dog that has kidney disease. And mm-hmm. she's wanting someone to watch her dog. So I had to meet her. Mm-hmm. After I left there, I went and saw the dog that I'm dog sitting to take him out. And then I went to the dog that was walking and took it out. And then I went back home and took my dog out. <laughs> And then I look at the clock and I'm like, I got like three hours till I have to go back to the dog that I'm dog sitting. Oh, because by the time that you kind of hopped around, mm-hmm. you were back in the same place. Yeah. Ugh. So it was just like looking at it is like it kind of takes away time to do other things. But then again, my computer is not working right since I updated it. So it's kind of like I leave it to do its thing. And mm-hmm. then I come back and hopefully it didn't like say, sorry, but this failed. Oh, uh, OK. Because mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of that and it's been really making me mad. I'm sure it has. Do you, are you trying to get a new computer? I'd have to pay off my student loans first. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I have like 2,400 left of student loans and then I could like look into getting a new computer. I'm thinking though about breaking down and buying like better RAM for my computer. Oh yeah. I've heard that work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because my computer can apparently go up to 16 gigs of RAM and right Mm -hmm. now it's running at eight. Oh, you do a lot to run at eight eight gigs of RAM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like... I'm doing a lot of video rendering. I'm doing right. a lot of sound work. Like I put out a project during the, su- like an EP during the summer of last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I can open up those files again because it's just not going to play. Cause there's too much that it can't handle anymore because wow. the updates of, I guess, take up more CPU. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it keeps saying like system overload whenever I try to play it back. Wow. Wow. Are you able to like, would it, t- what would that require taking apart the, you know what I mean? Like, your, yeah. What is it called? The, the iMac? It's a Mac mini. Mac mini. Which what? luckily mine, uh, apparently with like 2014 and later models, mm-hmm. like the RAM is like soldered down. Oh, okay. But apparently with mine, it's a 2012. It isn't. Nice. So all I have to do is like open it up, which apparently it's not too hard to do with a Mac mini. Right. And then replace it. But I do have to back up all of my stuff first yeah. because when you take out the RAM, you're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. And I have too much stuff on my computer that I can't back it up onto any of my external hard drives. Wow. So I'm going to have to, like, for a month, buy some, like, iCloud memory. Oh, okay. And back it all up there and then bring it back and be like, okay, now I can keep getting the notifications again that I don't have enough iCloud. Right, right. Okay. And you can buy it, I guess, like, month to month for the iCloud. Yeah. So I'd buy it for, like, one month and just be like, no more. I just need it for the one instance. Right, right, right. Um, and hopefully and, the updated RAM would work because everything runs really, really slow. And I think that's why things are not working out. Right. And I'm sure also just taking away, taking some of the stuff, you know what I mean, off of your computer, like freeing up that space um, could be helpful. 
see, I found that that does work, but mm-hmm. then I've gotten to the point now where it's, I'll free it up quite a lot. Yeah. And it still won't work right. Uh, okay. Like I have this mm-hmm. one video that I'm trying to post and I've been trying to post it for the past four days. Wow. And it's just like, I keep getting like fail uh, to upload messages from YouTube and it's just like, what's the problem? And then I look at the problem is like, we found a problem at 18 minutes and four seconds. And it's just like, why? <laughs> So, like, I left the house with it, like, bouncing a new section of that. Like, I found that mm-hmm. splitting up my video into sections and then putting it back together will hopefully help. Because oh. there's a lot of images on it, and that's why it's taking so long to get through it all. Mm-hmm. So, it's basically gotten down to, I, like, bounce it in, like, five-minute segments and then stick everything back together. Gotcha. Yeah, I have no idea how to upload videos or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I've been doing this for a little while. That's why I feel like I'd be comfortable on a microphone is just because I've been doing the YouTube thing for a little bit long enough. Right. I mean, I only have 27 subs, <laughs> but I've been doing it since, what was it? Winter of 2016. Mm-hmm. And for well, us non-YouTubers, subs are like subscribers? Yes. Word. And I will say there was like a year break in there where I just didn't touch it because I didn't like my quality. Because I was just streaming things to Twitch and then pulling them off of Twitch right. and editing them. And it was just like the most grainiest thing uh, okay. where you couldn't really make out what it was. Mm-hmm. Then I finally broke down and bought a capture card, which you can like run things through and it'll give you a clear picture. And yeah, for the past few months, I've been averaging like four steps a month. So I'm like, I'm on a roll. Yeah. Except for you can't get any monetization until you reach a thousand. A thousand subs? (laughs) A thousand subs. And I think it's like 4,000 hours watched in a year. Wow. So, yeah, I'm not getting monetization off that. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's a gaming YouTube channel. It's MC underscore plays with a Z. Okay. If you see a blue record, that's me. That's why it rhymes. Plays with a Z, see a blue record. That's me. Okay, you don't have to expose my rapping <laughs> skills, right? <laughs> um, we, oh, we're, are we going to have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I'll post this on YouTube. Okay. But then also, like, will we need to, like, do you set up, like, a camera or anything? Or is it just going to be... No, it could just be the audio. Okay. I could put, like, the thumbnail of our faces where you didn't want to be on the, like, title, the thumbnail, whatever it's... I really do not know what that thing's called. I I don't know. The cover art? Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, you didn't want to be on there alone, so it's our faces. Right. I mean, it could... I mean, there's that option. There is the not-my-face-at-all option. There's so many different things that we can do. Yeah, but your face is going to be on it because it's the Fairpoint Podcast with Daniel Fairley. And the second. (laughs) <laughs> and Bertram Zeke yes but I'm the producer you're the host yeah but Bertram Zeke though you know we gotta uh, yes but Daryl Daryl <laughs> Daniel tell me more about this Daryl what's he like well his real name is Daniel oh okay fairly uh-huh and he's the host oh interesting of the fair uh uh-huh. point podcast right of that is that so, the one with Bertram Zeke that's the producer yeah <laughs> that is the one <laughs> Because, yeah, the producer is kind of the behind-the-scenes guy oh. who doesn't really show his face. Well, but... no one shows their face as a podcast. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when I originally made the cover art, whatever it is. Yeah, no was... one should be on it. No, 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 no. It was just your face. <laughs> what else am I going to put on it if I don't put a face just on it? Just put there? the full, like, Fairpoint podcast. That could just be, like, the whole, like, fair on top. But that's boring. Or... I'm just saying. I mean, I know I made the title itself look nice on there. Yeah, it did. But, like, you have a nice face, Daniel. I, well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I felt like your face on there mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like there also needed to be some space filled in. So the first draft, that's why I had all the extra stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then you got so self-conscious, just like, put your face on it. Yeah. And then I had to stare at my face as I cropped it out of a picture. That must feel weird. It, it's very weird. <laughs> I liked cropping out your face more because I was less self-conscious about it. Oh, right. That makes sense. You're like, I can't change anything about this face. Yeah. I'm just going to crop it out. And then I took it, distorted it just like I did your face. Right. And then backdropped it into the picture to where it's more of just the outlines of our face. Our faces. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I I really, you know, listeners, you all just go ahead and email us at fairpointpodcast at gmail.com. You got to set that up. You're you're running that. that. You're running that. I'm doing all the sound (laughs) stuff. You're running that. An email I totally just made up right on the spot. Not even sure if it is an actual email address. We're going to figure that out after this. So, yeah, don't email it yet if you have your emails. <laughs> if you want to send any complaints Daniel's way, because Daniel will be the one dealing with all your complaints. No, that doesn't sound like a good idea. No, I think it sounds like an amazing idea. Um, Bertram will also be running our uh, Instagram. I don't even use Instagram myself. That's on YouTube. Okay. 
Well, there's a lot of things that you should be doing. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll set up, you know, some social media stuff, um, get an Instagram going. We do have our own that people can follow. We have our own what? Oh, like Instagrams, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. I'd say probably not Facebook because then that starts getting a little too personal. I mean, and Facebook really is just like, I don't know. It's not a, like my, my parents and grandparents, like, it's just like one of those type of places. You know what I mean? Like no one that I know really uses Facebook. That's like our age. I well, use I Facebook, know, but I barely post on it. Right. Like I'll pull it up all the time, but I don't really post on that's it. That's exactly how I am. Um, and I think I'm pulling it up almost out of like, I don't know, not habit maybe. That's probably a habit mm-hmm. um, of like why I would be pulling up my Facebook feed, even though I'm not really posting on it. You know what I mean? I don't really feel like, like, what's the point? Yeah, I'm basically pulling it up and I'm seeing like, What's the racist thing this person is posting about? Oh, those are my favorite. Um, especially when they come from, I have a couple of friends. I grew up like in a really conservative town. Mm-hmm, and same. A couple of my friends that are, um, yeah, they're just conservative people from like military backgrounds. And it's just interesting to see like even like people of color, people that like we would literally, there was a time in which me and my friends were doing like, dance videos or whatever like Mm -hmm. back when like you're a jerk was a thing and like back before you were dance the rapper right exactly that is his instagram (laughs) by the way if you want to find daniel he is at dance the rapper on instagram yeah well you know holler at me um so when we were doing like when we're doing those videos or whatever right we were doing them like at our school that we all attended or at least we used to attend. We were inside the same neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And literally like, the police came up and we all got stopped by the police. They're all asking us questions about what we were doing there, how we were trespassing about to like throw us in the back of a cop car. And like, this is the same person that's now like talking about Trump and how great he is and how like black people need to be more respectful of him. And it's just kind of like, were you not there during all those times? You know, mm-hmm. like it's just, I don't understand how people have that perception or have that, um, we grow up in the same background and we see the same things, but we take them two very different ways, you know? Yeah. The way that it works for me is I come from a conservative area where there was a lot of rednecks, mm-hmm. not military people. Oh, uh, okay. And so they rarely see black people. What are you doing? No, we're, I'm doing the thing. Like we're doing an Instagram thing, right? So I'm over here talking. We're on the podcast. I, yeah, I just see you point your it. phone at me and I'm like, no, 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 no. people are going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to see us on the podcast. What's up, peoples? Mm-hmm. They can't hear what I hear, but mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look very annoyed. <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> I, that, okay, that's another thing about like, me having to crop my face out for uh-huh. the like profile. Right. I don't like taking pictures of myself. Oh. That picture that I had taken that time, it was I went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody went to the bathroom afterwards, caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. I was like, I think I'm like on point today. Mm-hmm. And so when I got outside the theater, I took a picture. Boom. That's, that's the origin of that picture. But yeah, back to where I grew up. It yeah. was, yeah, they like didn't really know black people. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was just like this more redneck area. Uh huh. So it was like people where my, where I'm from, like they would always talk about like when it came to the shootings mm-hmm. of like unarmed black people, they would be like, well, just listen to police. Like, you don't know anything about these communities at all. Right. And then when it comes to them, like, trying to get back at me, it's like, well, if they just listen to police, like, you don't understand. It's like, well, I'm older than you. It's just like, that doesn't matter. You never left. <laughs> I have left this area. You have never left. <laughs> right. I have gone out to college over in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. I have lived in Tennessee. I have lived in North Carolina in all different circumstances. And I've lived here in a more country area. Right. And now I'm living in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've lived in different scenarios. I have seen different things. I've seen the world in different ways. If you never leave where you're at, you're never going to see it differently. It's absolutely true. Yep. So I have all these people just like, well, I'm older, so I have more experience. It's like, no, you're older, so you have the chance for more experience. Ooh. It doesn't mean that you actually do. Right. Okay. All right. A little rant by Bertram. Like oh, it. yeah. <laughs> drop, Dropping a little bit of like forethought knowledge at the end of it, too. Hmm. Yeah, this yeah. guy. I I got some philosophies. Follow him, Zeke Bertram, all one word. That is not it at all. That is exactly your Instagram. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? I literally I'm tagging you. It's Zeke Bertram. Oh, that's the one that Facebook set up for me when I didn't ask for it. Oh, the my real God. one is actually unique underscore Zeke, Ugh. and that's my Twitter handle too. 
And Zeke is spelled Z, two E's, and a K. None of this Z-E-K-E business. Okay. Yeah. I have to find you again. So we have, say it again. It's unique Unique. underscore Zeke. Oh. The fun thing is they rhyme and they're not spelled anything alike. Whoa. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Bertrand, you got a lot. You only have one post on here. I have a post on there? Yeah. I didn't know I had a post. Uh, It says when your nephew traps you in a GTA while he craps himself for 10 minutes. This is oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> okay, so y'all, Bertrand needs some followers. Um, we're at 12 followers, and he's following six. Although, that's a good ratio, you know what I mean? Yeah, Twitter looks a lot worse. I'm following, like, 111, mm-hmm. and I have 49 followers. Uh, and Twitter is actually the one that I use. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you actually want to get at me, get at me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram, you can follow me. There's probably nothing that's going to happen, though. Clearly not. Um, so I even tagged the wrong one. Can I edit this? I'll figure this out. Anyway, I think that we should probably wrap up the podcast because I think we're out of time. We can get more into ourselves and the actual topics that we want to talk about next week. Okay. That sounds great. So thanks so much for watching, everyone. They didn't watch. Dang, I'm doing my YouTube thing. (laughs) I'm doing my YouTube thing. No. (laughs) Oh, You can like and subscribe here and here. Just click uh, the links below. I actually never do that. I'm, I'm not someone that like promotes myself well. well. Clearly, you have 12 followers on Instagram. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening there to the Fairpoint Podcast with Daniel Fairley II and Bertram Zeke. We hope that you tune in again. See ya.